First of all, I'm really excited that you made it to episode two. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be able to record a second episode. But just to clear up any confusion from yesterday, not yesterday, from the last episode um, about the rod in the scripture, Psalm 23, verse four, where I said, you know, his rod and they staff, they comfort me. The rod meaning discipline. And I liken that to the verse in Proverbs where the Bible says, you know, spare the rod, you hate your child. I connected those words and I basically kind of just like renamed the rod in place for discipline, just to paint the picture in accordance to what I was saying last time. Um, You know, when I say things, it's not like I pull things out of my rear, you know. Um, I read the Bible, but really just to clear up any confusions, the verses that I've mentioned both are the same Hebrew word, Shavet or Shavet. If you want to look up in your concordance, it's Strong's H7626. If you want to look up Strong's definition, but Strong's definition of the word Shavet used or Shavet used, like I said, in the Psalms and in the Proverbs that we mentioned earlier, the definition is a stick for punishment, writing, fighting, ruling, walking, etc., or figure of figuratively a clan but it continues to mean correction dart rod scepter staff tribe um so yeah like i said i didn't pull that out of my rear that's literally what a rod is literally a stick use of discipline so yeah his rod and his staff his discipline and his leading it, it is a comfort to me you know discipline shouldn't offset you that shouldn't be something that triggers you that shouldn't be something that that angers you, that shouldn't be something that makes you feel any type of way. Discipline is good. We're disciples. I mean, we are meant to be disciplined according to God's way. So, I mean, what does the Bible tell us? The Bible tells us in Romans 12, 1 and 2, I beseech ye, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you would present your bodies to be a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And then it continues to tell us to not be conformed to this world, be transformed by the, by the renewing of your mind. You know that, you know, the rest of that. But that is our request. That is our, I should say, our mission to be holy and acceptable, to live holy and acceptable unto God. Discipline is the way to get there. Discipline shouldn't be anything that scares you. It shouldn't be anything that angers you, especially if people bring it up. Discipline is a comforting thing, especially if it's coming from the Lord. There's nothing wrong with God's discipline bringing comfort to you. I mean, the Bible said so itself. Psalms 23 verse 4. I mean, you could totally, you know, see the other definitions and look up other commentaries as well on the word, on the significance of the word rod and staff. And other people will say, well, it's, it's his rod is to defend us from evil. And I would say that you'd be right. You would, you could definitely look up the other definitions that rod is even using with that Hebrew word where it's like a, like kind of like a, like a authority or, you know, like a figure, you know, figurative, figuratively, what is that English word? A tribe or, and I would also say you would be right. (laughs) Shepherds in real life use rods to defend the sheep from danger, but to also get the sheep in line that are acting out of whack is to reprimand unruly sheep. 
Maybe they're eating wrong plants or are oblivious to danger. Both definitions are valid. Just to clear up any confusion, like I said earlier before, everything that I do here, I get it from the word. I think that's that's the thing that this generation, especially this generation that we really, really need. We need people to speak things in accordance to the word. This isn't my word. I don't, I don't, this isn't even my, this isn't my Bible. This isn't my word. This isn't my beliefs. This, this isn't my opinion. This is, this is the word of God. And like I said earlier yesterday, where that song that I love so much, the, the wonderful cross bids us to come and die and find that we may truly live. You know, I died in myself a long time ago, continually do strive to do so, but I live for this word. This word is, is Jesus walking flesh and, and the, the word made flesh died for me, rose up for me. I live for this word. I live for Jesus Christ. I live for God. This is everything that I am. This is everything that I love. This is everything. I do it all unto the Lord. And I try <laughs> with everything I say and teach for it to be according to the word. And if there be anything, anything that you find that you think is not according to the word or that you find that I say is not according to the word, bring it up with the word. That's what I urge you to do. And I'll obviously, if there's anything in the wrong, I'll correct myself. Just like we talked about in episode one, I'll correct myself according to the word. What I see in the word, I strive to do. What I see in the word, I believe. So, you know, you take that time and study if you need to study that out if you need to i think it's actually a phenomenal word and you know what's crazy about that is when i said that when i said that um i didn't even i that was from a previous study reading session that i had and i and i i looked it up again to really confirm okay you know is that true when it in yeah it's the same hebrew word and that's literally what it means so just here to alleviate that but right now, I want to talk about forgiveness, but from the perspective of the offender. Oh my goodness. I mean, usually you would hear people talk about forgiveness, like maybe there's something that you have a grudge on and you need to forgive so you can be free. You need forgiveness, not for them, for you. And these are all valid words. These are very good words. Um, and if you ever need that, do forgive. I mean, yeah, like what the people say, you are holding yourself in prison by not forgiving somebody else for doing something, and especially if it was something that was done, baby, especially if it was something that was done a long time ago. Like, why is that even in your headspace? Like, why do you have the time to actively force like, uh, no, just just move on with your life and you have better things to have feelings about, Okay. But that's not what I want to talk to you about today. I want to talk to you about forgiveness from the perspective of the offender. And here's what I know. Listen, I I wasn't born like this. <laughs> I didn't, I wasn't always like this. I had to arrive to get, I'm playing around. No, but if you're like anybody else, you've definitely made mistakes in your life. You've definitely done stuff where you were at fault for things. And I'm not even going to say what people usually say, like, and that's okay. It's probably not okay. No, like, listen, I haven't done any, like, crimes. 
like serious crimes. I'm sure I've done something where it's like technically, yeah, but there are things that are not okay that people are out, have have done and are out here doing. That is not okay. I don't know why people this. I've I've seen that a lot in a lot of things where people will be like, you know, sometimes we have off takes and that's okay. Or they'll be like, sometimes, sometimes you just want to like, just, just eat 12 pounds of cake and down it all with the diet lemonade. And that's okay. Sometimes you just want to smoke a 12 pack of cigarettes and that's okay. That's okay. Like we put that's okay at the end of everything. No, some things are not okay. But you have probably done something or you know someone that has done something. And look, you may be past it. That person might have forgiven you. But I'm not going to say and that's okay. The point is we have all done something that is wrong. May We probably, I don't know, but a lot of people have been in the position of being the offender. And it doesn't feel good while you're in it. But I want to comfort those offenders out there. I want to be that voice of comfort to let you know that I hear you. I see you. I don't. That's the FBI's job. But I hear you. And I want to uplift you. Because if, if I know you like you know you. Like you know what you did. I know that you probably don't feel good about what you did. Especially if you're on here. Okay. Maybe it's something that you've been forgiven on. Maybe it's something that on the low, you probably didn't even apologize for. Or maybe it's something that like, you still feel guilty about, whatever it is. But this is, this is really what I really wanna, what I wanna get at. Is I wanna talk to the people. Have you ever been in a situation where you've done something wrong or whatever? And the person who is a believer or maybe even not. This person doesn't even have to be a believer. But I'm going to, because this is believer targeted. Yeah, this person's a believer. And that person still hasn't forgiven you. That person doesn't talk to you. That person doesn't acknowledge your presence. Ignores you. Like, 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 like you were just nothing in the room. This person is content with living their lives. Never speaking to you ever again because of what you've done you are the offender and though you do you think in your head okay yeah I did do a b and c man you know yeah I'm gonna give you I did steal her man I did kidnap her baby I did I did rob her house the other day that was wrong of me but dang that's hurtful like what you're doing is rude what you are doing hurts my feelings and I don't feel good about it. And you don't have to drag this. Like, you know, perfect example. I was out somewhere with a group of friends. And it, listen, this is not my fault. This was not my fault. But I definitely had a role to play in it. Me and this, me and my homegirl, we were, you know, playing around. And in our, it was a group effort, playing around, her phone fell on the concrete, shattered. I mean, so shattered that the funny lights started coming out. You know, the, the, the weird stuff, the ink, all that, that stuff. It wasn't right. It, it wasn't looking right. And me, you know, not being a genius that I casually am 24-7 every day, 
this was not one of those days. I like resetted her phone because I was like, oh, it'll work. But here's the thing, Carrizo. Your screen needs to work for you to put your your password in. And not only did I like it, it just it, everything was so messed up. Basically, I made it worse by resetting her phone. And now she really couldn't get access into her phone. And she was upset. Rightfully so. She was upset. But the thing that I did, that I know that I did, that was right, as a good person should, you ask for forgiveness, you apologize, you show your remorse for what you've done, you acknowledge what you've done that was wrong, you ask for forgiveness. Personally, I don't even ask for, ask for forgiveness because, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm not interested. That is up to you. I genuinely do not care. But here's the thing. Not everybody's at that place in their life where they can just be like I don't really care if you forgive me or not I I have things to do (laughs) because people have done maybe people have done something worse and they actually do care if that person forgives them or not but I I I did the right thing I did everything that I should have done you know sorry you know you know if it's I'll see if my if I can take care of it financially I couldn't but I had a I have a dad (laughs) okay he didn't like the news, but thankfully everything worked out. Um, and, but, but what this person was doing, you know, I did my part to apologize. But what, what the person did in return ended up being wrong. You're not, you know, it's a very worldly thing. I hear people say, just because people apologize doesn't mean you have to receive it. And if you're a believer to that, and if you believe in that as a believer... To that, I have to say, why? Why why, why do you want to hold on to that any longer? The offense has already been done. I don't know why you are in this joint. I don't know why you're in this mood. I don't know why you're in this funk. I don't know why you're still acting stank out here. Be, I mean, listen, you... It's... Things happen. You have to do extra steps that you were not intending to do because of somebody else's mistakes or somebody else's actions but things happen so act accordingly and take care of what needs to be taken care of but there's people out I know that there are people there are individuals it could be you it could be me it could be us it could be you in the back listening right now where somebody did you wrong and instead of doing like mustering up a I forgive you you don't have to say it's okay because sometimes, sometimes, sometimes people do things that are not okay. You know what? Thank you for, for, for you know, saying that. I forgive you. I don't want to hold this over your head. You, I'm not charging this over you. I'm not going to put that, see your offenses over you. Why? Because the Bible tells us to. Instead of holding on to it, you know. You know that the Bible tells us in Colossians 3.13 to bear with each other and forgive one another. If any one of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And you know, you definitely know that if you do not forgive that sin that was done against you, the, the, the whatever grievance or whatever offense or whatever it was, transgression, whatever it was that was done against you, you know that if you are the next one, to do something against the Lord and you need forgiveness from him, you're not going to get it. Why? Because you didn't forgive the other person. Is that or is that not 
is that or is that not what the Bible says? I'm not lying. It says it in Matthew 6, 14 to 15. If you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. But look at you. Look at you. And this is just an example. I love this individual. But I, I'm thinking about many other examples in my life as well. Uh, maybe I should just make one up. Maybe I should just make one up. I'm, I'm really good at making inappropriate examples up. Appropriate examples up. Let's see. You robbed somebody's house. Oh my gosh. It was just one of those nights, you know, where you just... Yeah, it's just her TV looks so good. Her shiplap wall, it just looks so pretty. And you wanted that style, that that Joanna Gaines decor, that West Elm, that pottery barn, okay? She has it going on in her house and you see it. And she gave you the keys one night because y'all were, you know, y'all were hanging out late at night. And she says, hey, I'm gonna give you a spare key because like, you're like my sister. You come whenever you want. You, If you need to take a shower, if you need a night to crash, I, Mikasa, Esukasa, girl, you got the spare key. But you notice that like her house is looking very muy nice, muy nice lately. And you like that rug. You like that centerpiece. You like that ottoman. You like the couch. Uh-huh. You like everything. You like the whole little gallery wall that she got going on. You like it a lot. So you take the, you just... Yeah, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't call it breaking in, but you take your key mm-hmm, and you put it in the, in the lock and then you twist it as one does with the key. Okay. And you open the door as one does with the key to a door that works. Okay. And you step in as one does and you proceed to just take what you like. Mikasa Esukasa manifests in that moment. Is her casa really Sukasa? I mean, she said it. So you take, you rob, you steal. She, you, you rob her clean. You rob her dry. And it's sitting in your one-bedroom apartment. Your blank-walled, roach-infested one-bedroom apartment. But at least you have the Pottery Barn, the West Elm, okay? We, we don't want that rooms to go. No, no, no. We don't do that here. It's sitting in your house. And she finds out. And you know, she has a brain or something. And she, she, she knows, like, listen, I don't be giving out my key to people. Girl, I got a ring doorbell. I saw you walking out with my... What, what are you doing? What, what are you doing? Is that my basket wall piece? Is that my futon? And you, you know what? You know what you did is bad. So you go, hey, girl. Hey, Samantha. Listen, you right here. I'm going to give your stuff back. It was just so pretty. And I, you know what? That's actually a crime. And I realized that. I don't know where I was. I Listen, I'm together now. That's a crime. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, Samantha, that I robbed from you. That is wrong. Here's your stuff back. I'll have the moving company come in. Here's your key. I'm just going to obliterate any any chance of like 
ever having the opportunity to do this again. And instead of being, instead of Samantha finding it within her heart, finding the Jesus within her and saying, you know what, girl? Yeah, never do this again. Thank you for asking for forgiveness. I'm glad that you know that that was wrong. I'm glad that you returned my stuff. Okay. I think we need a break, but like, girl, like that was crazy. I thank you for, I receive what you said and I, for, I accept your forgiveness. It is forgiven. I'm not going to hold that over you. You're never going to have the chance to do it again. That's for sure. But I'm not, instead of her doing any of that, no, Samantha looks you up and down. She gives you the up down and she makes it clear it is down and up instead of the up down technically and she slams the door in your face and you're standing there in the frigid cold because it's fall weather and you really liked how samantha set up her her leaves okay her leaves her tinsel i don't even know what i'm saying and you're cold and you realize like you you, you left your jacket in her house but like what you gonna do you're not gonna read the door like she's not gonna let you in again like you you robbed her so you just, you just kind of, you just go to your, you just, you just drive home and it's awkward. Every time you see Samantha at church in the pews, in the foyer, in the halls, mm. she don't look at you, but there she go taking offering every single Sunday. There she go taking communion, knowing good and well that she has something against you in her heart. Though what you did was wrong for robbing Samantha's house, you amended, according to this word, according to the Bible, you go, you went to the person. You, Luke 17, verse three, it says, if thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. And if he repent, forgive him. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. You follow the Bible. You also ask the God to deliver you from this klepto spirit that you have. <laughs> Spirit of thievery, if you will. You sorting that out. You, right now, you and God, you in the clear. You're good. Like, Samantha now is the one that is at fault. Samantha now is the one that has something, has a blemish on her. Samantha now is the one that has unfinished business to deal with because she's actively going against the word of God. Not by, not because she didn't allow you back in her life, not because she slammed the door in your face, but because she didn't forgive like Luke 17 verse three says. She never forgave you. She didn't bear with you and forgive you. And you feeling guilt, you've allowed yourself, feeling shame, you've allowed yourself to, to, to make it seem like that's okay. For somebody to walk in sin towards you, to walk in anger towards you, to walk in like this, this urge of just hatred towards you because of what you did that is thrown as far thrown in the seas of forgiveness. I mean, God forgot it, but you're, you're still feeling guilt and shame about it. To that, I have to ask why to you, the offender, the past offender, I should say, because you got that covered under the blood. Yay you, I'm so proud of you. Why do you allow 
I mean, this is still your brother and sister in Christ. Just because you, you and so and such are not friends anymore, just because you are not talking to each other anymore doesn't mean that you are not still of the same body. You don't, I, I technically, I, listen, life advice, you don't really even have to be friends. You don't have to be friends with every single Christian in the world. Ciao. I love that revelation. I love that revelation. Um, it reminds me of a point in my life where, can we be, can we be, can I get honest? Let's be honest on this podcast. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. Where I just was not feeling a group of people anymore. Like I was so like, I don't like, I don't, I don't know. I'm not doing this. I, no. So I just, I just kind of just, you know, I did my own thing. And basically I remember true story where I, you know, I was, I was in a church service and it was like, it was like, oh my gosh, it was like the theme was all about unity and this and, and you, you have to be unified and you, you can't be at odds if you, if you're in, you know, the same body. And it, to me, it wasn't even for me. I, and I think this, there's a way to do it if it's mature way, but just because you are pulling away or just feel that maybe you, you're, you shouldn't be walking with a person or like, uh, entertaining a friendship or entertaining a relationship or in, entertaining some type of communal anything with another believer and you just you just want to pull away and just just kind of cal- recalibrate yourself and, and just align yourself according to the word of God and how the Bible tells you to live and yes they're believers here's the thing that I this is a revelation that I got the foot is not connected to the arm we are all of the same body but it'd actually be wrong for the foot to be connected to the arm because then the body wouldn't be able to function. So don't, don't berate people that get out of certain situations, that get out of certain scenes because maybe they're getting to places that they belong. Maybe they're centering, recentering themselves to be in an area that they belong because they know they're not hanging out with the right people. Maybe they know that they are being a bad influence and they're correcting themselves. They're getting back in line. You can be unified if we're all supposed to be where we're supposed to be. So you you and so and such, just because you fell out, doesn't mean you're not of the same body. So you know that Samantha is not walking in love. She's actually walking in hatred. She's walking in malice. She's walking in the ways of the evil one, I should say. You do not allow shame and guilt over anything that you've done to overlook something that somebody is doing towards you that is abusive and is negative and is not of God. Listen, guilt and shame is not supposed to be in the hands of another person. I don't care if you're the offender or not. I don't care if you're the one that did the worst thing possible. Guilt and shame does not come from that. That is not for somebody else or the person you did that against for them to have and hold so they can manipulate that and have that over you. You don't run to people to not feel shame anymore. You actually run to people that you offended or did wrong against to make things right, to show them that, hey, I repent. I'm turning back of my ways. You go to them to repent. But your freedom does not lie within them. No, it lies within what it lies within the spirit of God. It lies within God. God's the one that gives you freedom. 
Because if it wasn't for this word, you would have no reason to even go to those people and ask her forgiveness. If it wasn't for Luke 17, where it tells you to go, go make things right with your brother or Matthew 5, that, that uh, Matthew 5 verses 21 through 24, where it talks about where it talks about that scripture where it says, if you're offering a gift, but you remember you're at odds with your brother, go make, go make it right with your brother before, and then go straight back to your gift so you can continue offering it. You're just, you're just obeying the word. Your freedom doesn't lie in that person. And that person, people, me, you, us, we, we should never feel that we have the ability, the ability to bind people or free people from anything, from any of their sins or transgression. You're not Jesus Christ. And I'm sure as heck not living unto you. You sure didn't die for me. And I'm not living for you. So, and this is, listen, this is the attitude that I adopt. I already apologized. This whole, you're not going to sit here and try to make me feel bad for something that I already handled. You want to feel bad, you're going to have a pity party of one. And I will watch you. And I will enjoy that because you're doing this to yourself. I will enjoy it. Yes, I will. Because you know better. You know better. You know to forgive. You know to put that under the blood. You know to ask for grace. And you do know to move on. Uh, that sometimes that's a harsh word. But I feel so. But you don't understand. I don't want to understand. That's the point. I, I, don't, I don't know what it feels like to get robbed, Samantha. I don't have anything from Pottery Barn, Samantha. <laughs> but I know that the best thing for me to do is to forgive. Honestly, when people do wrong against me, I, I feel like, 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 like an urgency to forgive them, not because I care about like being a good person. No, I don't want anything. I don't want me to rob myself from what God has for me because I don't know how to forgive people. I will forgive you. Yes, I'm like, you are not a part of the, you are not a part of, you are not a motivation for my forgiveness. No, it is literally the word of God is my motivation. I don't want God not to hear me. I don't want God not to forgive me because of me. Ah, if anything is holding me back from God, it's not going to be me. I'm going to guarantee that. Either way, nothing has the ability to separate me from the love of God. And it sure won't be me. I'm going to make sure it's not me. But then there's people that I'm, I'm talking to these people. Don't, don't ever, ever get comfortable in that position don't ever justify what what your your feelings of whatever to to what somebody else did to you don't justify that as a reason for why you are putting yourself in your own personal hell in prison because if that person goes on to live a good life and you angry about it you don't have a right to be angry about it that happiness doesn't belong to you that, you know, that happiness, that's for people. Those are for people that can know how to forgive. Yeah, that's for people that know how to release and let go and continue and and forget. Ooh, that's a, that's a controversial. I'm gonna forgive, but I'm not gonna forget. Why? What you got, what you got to do? I'm gonna forgive you, but I will never forget. Okay, who are you? Jesus forgot. I forget a lot of things. You might as well. Obviously, don't be dumb. If somebody robbed me and they're my friends, uh, maybe 
take away their key. Maybe change your locks, Samantha. I mean, if you want to get get more extreme, maybe, you know, buy property. Get some gates. Get a guard. Okay? Maybe don't give people the ch- opportunity to have access to your home. But what I'm saying is you have got to get past this feeling that you're feeling. You have got to release the hurt and the anger. You have got to overcome. You Just give it to God. Just give it to God already. You are doing yourself a disservice as a child of God. Looking at somebody, at God's child like that. Giving them an up, down, down, up. Okay? They are over there smiling in joy. Enjoying the grace and forgiveness of God. And look at you. You're getting wrinkles, Samantha. And here's the thing. I'm well aware that people have been offended and people have been hurt and abused in very extreme ways. So it's, it's a lot for someone to just say, just forgive and forget. But here's the thing that I like to remind you. I didn't offer you these advice. This is, this is, this is Jesus telling us this stuff. This is God's word. And unless I see you hanging on some type of cross, (laughs) okay, by the people that you're trying to die for and save, I don't want to hear it. Because even then, Jesus had a heart to forgive. Even then. In fact, he even told God to forgive these people. They don't even know what they're doing. Let's be like Jesus. Let's walk like Jesus. Let's talk like Jesus. Because there are, humans are human. People be trifling. There are, there will, might, I don't even want to speak this over you, but there, if there ever will be an opportunity for somebody to offend you and cross you and try you like that, you have got to be ready and have that forgiving heart already there. You don't know what your forgiveness is going to do for somebody else, Samantha. (laughs) There is no Samantha in real life, but you don't know what your forgiveness is going to do for that person. You don't know if that's going to free them. You don't know if that, that forgiveness was, was, was something that, whoa, that showed them the love of God as something that, that they know is hard for you to do. Something that required the spirit of God. It must have because you forgave me for doing what I did. Samantha, all my Samanthas out there, you have to forgive. There is greatness waiting for you, but you have got to release yourself from your own, your own transgression, your own sin of holding this grudge, never allowing yourself to release and forgive them. And you need to receive forgiveness from Christ you're stopping yourself from great things because you are putting this is what you are doing you are looking if you people that hold grudges and you know that this scripture is there in the bible you know about this word in essence what you are doing is looking to God and saying I know what you did on that cross I know what your word says but my feelings are far too valuable for me To actually continue being righteous right now. No, I'm going to place my feelings in a higher position than anything else because I want to feel hurt. I want to feel angry. I want to feel offended. I want to feel all of these things. 
I want to be mad at somebody. I want to punch somebody. I want to abuse. I don't want to hurt that person. That person hurt me. I want that person to know. And it's just like, bro, like all she did was steal your rug. I'm kidding. There are actual offenses on here that are a big deal. And I'm not making light of that at all. Please hear me and know that. But I, I, want, I want the Samanthas out here to know that you're stopping yourself. You were on a journey. You were flourishing every season. You were fruitful. But you've, choose, you've chosen to be stagnant. And halt yourself because of unforgiveness. Because of unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is like, that stops you from, it's like a blockage. You, you can't receive anything else. There is so much reserved for you. The Bible says, you know that verse, the Psalms. Surely goodness and mercy may follow me. But if you keep reading the Psalms, more Psalms. You'll see that David talks about there being daily benefits. So there's goodness and mercy and daily benefits that you get from the Lord. They are reserved for your day to day. And you're stopping yourself from receiving so much goodness because you refuse to let go and give it to God. You have got to let go. I mean, I was trying to talk to the other people, the thieves out here, the kleptomaniacs out here. But Samantha... If that is you, like if you are a Samantha, this is your word. You have got to let it go. Not for them, but for you. Because you are doing yourself as a child of God a major disservice. And God wants to do too many great things in your life for it to be stifled by a petty, petty situation of you not, of you wanting to hold a grudge. That ain't right. It's not cute. And it certainly isn't right. If I, I, I want to end this targeted to all my offenders out here, you have to receive freedom from God. Know that your freedom comes in God. It doesn't come through man, it comes from God. I'll tell you a story where I was the offender to somebody. Um, <laughs> I don't think I can tell the details, but I did something that somebody didn't really like. To me, it wasn't really a big deal, but they didn't like it. I, I would see their eyes. You know, I have eyes too. I would, I would be in a room and they roll their eyes just completely just disturbed by my presence. They roll their eyes. They look annoyed. Like they always looked angry at me and they, they were angry at me. I was living my best life. I was happy. I was, you know, enjoying my life, eating good. You know, I'm, I'm very happy here. Okay. Working nice. Enjoying my life. But they were angry at me and it came to a point that they came to me and and, and repented for being angry at me girl I knew they were angry at me for something but there was nothing in me for me to actually really care that's a separate story for another day but I'm trying to say me as the offender listen <laughs> and the thing is I talked to this individual you know I apologize for you know making this person feel this way but I'm not gonna carry anything past that apology when I apologize it's like a funeral <laughs> it cannot live again guilt and shame are not allowed to live again why on earth would I continue to feel bad for free ah especially if I've already dealt with it ah, ah. I've left it in that room on that red table talk 
I left it there. But that individual was 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 in a battle with themselves because they didn't want to forgive whatever they whatever it is that they had to forgive. And at that moment, as the offender, if you are seeing that, you better make the conscience choice. Are you going to suffer with that person until that person comes to you to ask for forgiveness for feeling whatever way? I'm ah, ah, no. You you don't have to be bound by these people or bound by how anyone chooses to make you feel, especially if they want you to feel bad for something you have already tried your to make amends with. So it's like a two-part word for two people to receive, the Samanthas and the Thieves. These are some weird examples that I'm coming up with, but I'm, I hope they're hitting. And I hope you find freedom in that. I hope you give yourself grace. Not only that, I hope you forgive yourself. Man, don't be so hard on yourself. Forgive yourself. You made a mistake, okay? It was done like two seconds ago at this, at this point. Like time is still passing. Time is going. Time is over it. You need to allow yourself to get over it too. Obviously, acknowledge if it's wrong. I'm not saying to be like, ah, water under the bridge if you like, you know, murdered somebody. But you have got to like, do not put yourself in bondage. Be free. Let God free you, especially if you know God's going to forgive you. Do the same to you. And believers, do the same to those that offend you. And that's the word. That is the word of the day. Thank you for joining. Bye, guys.